Welcome to Shi'ar Jashub, a Bible study program brought to you by the Church Fellowship of Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle of Madison, Connecticut. Hi, this is Patty Scalzo, hoping that you will open your Bibles and join us as we continue our series on Heavenly Authority. My husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, is currently in the book of Galatians, chapter 3, as he continues to discuss the superiority of the new covenant in Christ Jesus to the old Levitical system and examines the era in the history of the church of trying to go back under some type of Levitical system or a system based on traditions and rituals. Now, let's pick up the Sunday message where we left off last time. Verse 21, is the law then against the promises of God? Now remember, he's speaking to them because they're going back under law, as though by keeping law they're saved. And that's crept into Christianity over the centuries, that we can keep laws and work our salvation out, do certain rituals and ordinances and sacraments and work out salvation that way, rather than letting our salvation be worked out through the working of the Holy Spirit. Is the law then against the promises of God? Verse 21, certainly not. For if there had been a law given which could have given life, truly righteousness would have been by the law. Righteousness would have been by the law. But there is no law you can give human beings that they can keep and make them right. You could tell them something so simple as, don't eat from that tree in the middle of the garden. And human beings will do it. There is no law you can give them. Rather, they have to come to Christ and let him fulfill the law in them. Verse 22, But the scripture has confined all under sin, has locked away, that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. So we are really trapped, imprisoned by the law because it declares us sinners that we can be set free from our human nature, from the sins of this world in Christ Jesus to those who believe by faith. But before faith came, we were kept under God by the law, under God, locked away, kept for the faith which would afterward be revealed. Therefore, and we studied this before several weeks back, the law was our tutor, our guardian, to bring us to Christ, that we might be justified by faith, but after faith has come, we are no longer under a tutor. So why do you want to go back that way? Why do you want to revert back to the old way, the old contract? The new covenant is freedom. We've grown up. We need this guardian. We need this restriction of the law as children to teach us. The Old Testament taught us how sinful we are. But now, in Christ, we're mature. We understand that it's only by God are we saved. And we turn to Him and we receive the grace and the liberty. We spoke last week about how we become the temple, the dwelling place of God. How He makes all kings and priests to serve God. How we offer up our lives as living sacrifices unto God. And let the Spirit work in us. That's the maturity of the gospel. Why go back to foolish child conductors that are not even established by God, because it's not even the Levitical system. We don't have 
the descendants of Aaron ministering under the tabernacle of the desert or the temple in Jerusalem. So why try to make that system now when we're in the spirit, we're in the freedom, we're in the maturity given to us, a liberty unlocked, taken out of the prison by Christ Jesus. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. What a statement. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Now I say, this is chapter 4 verse 1, that the heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave though he is master of all, but is under guardians and stewards until the time appointed by the Father. Even so we, even so we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem, to buy back those who were under the law that we might receive the adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then you are an heir of God through Christ. In the Old Testament, you see God's people like children. And they're still in bondage, even like a slave, though we know in the fullness of time when God sends his son, those that trust in him will receive the inheritance, will receive the estate. But for a time, those who are destined to be the sons and daughters of God look just like the people of the world, just like the slaves. The children are just like the slaves under the basic, how does he say it here? When we were children, we were in bondage under the elements of the world. The elements of the world. That word there, stokion, the elements, the principles, the rudiments, the basic principles of the world apply to us who would be saved as to those who will not be saved. We were in slavery. What does it mean, the basic principles of the world? the rudiments of the world. How does the world go? Well, the Old Testament shows us how the world goes. The world is in slavery to sin. The world is trapped by demonic forces. The human condition does not get better and better. The human condition gets worse and worse. That's the basic rudimentary, elementary principle of this world. And that condition of the world will exist until a person comes to Jesus Christ and then we're set free and then we're freed from the demonic forces we have the ability for the flesh to change the cycle now can change and a person can be made better can be saved through and through spirit soul and body through Christ Jesus the old spiral down the old decay principle that applied to all can be broken but only in Christ Jesus. The true, the true Mosaic law, not the phony Mosaic laws that are built up, but the true Mosaic law was to restrict the fact that we were under the basic elements of the world. 
And now there is no need for the Mosaic law since we're freed from the basic principles of the world. The one who was born under the law, born under the principles of this world, tempted in every way we are, who had to keep the law and never once break it, this one Christ Jesus died for us and he triumphed over the world and the principles of this world by that cross. It goes on to say in verse 8, but then indeed when you did not know God you served those which by nature are not gods. But now after you have known God, or rather are known by God, God actually knows us, God knows everything, but it means in a relationship. God sees us as his children. God chooses to dwell in us. You're known by God. How is it? How is it? Again, you can almost hear Paul saying, you foolish Galatians, that you turn again to the weak and beggarly elements, that word elements again, stokian, to which you desire again to be in bondage. Why do you want to go back into being in the old way when you were trapped, you were imprisoned, when you had the new way? And he defines it here. Look, he says, verse 10, you observe days and months and seasons and years. Notice the connection with verse 8. When you did not know God, you Gentiles, and you served by nature those that are not gods. Paganism has a lot of ceremonies too, doesn't it? God gave legitimate procedures for the Levitical worship. But in paganism, they had their procedures. They had their ceremonies. They had their festivals. They had their systems. They had their priests. And notice the little subtle connection that Paul's making here. You've come out of that, you Gentiles. Why do you want to go back on the bondage? Because some of those pseudo-Levitical things can be demonic. The pagans have a lot of practices also. Why put yourselves, the legitimate is not needed anymore, and you're in danger of adopting back the pagan practices. And certainly some of the things that come into traditional churches, into Christianity, the traditions of men, don't only resemble some of the priesthood of Aaron, but sometimes it reminds us of some of the pagan things that went on, some of the pagan holidays and pagan ceremonies. Look what he says to them. He says, you observe days and months and seasons and years. Has that happened in Christianity? I'm afraid for you, lest I have labored for you in vain and emptiness. I am afraid for you, lest I have labored for you in vain. He fears that they're going back to something, and it's not even the legitimate something. It's a mock version of it. Let me just read you one other line from Galatians. Down in Galatians chapter 4 and verse 17. Very important scripture before we move on. Galatians chapter 4 verse 17. They, speaking of those who are imposing the laws upon the Galatians, they zealously caught you, but for no good. Yes, they want to exclude you that you might be zealous for them. Notice the motivation 
of wanting to bring these new Christians back under some legal system with observance of days and holidays and rituals and ceremonies. The ones that are doing it are zealous. They zealously caught them, but they do it for no good purpose. They want to exclude them. See, the gospel is inclusive in that every man, woman, child, old person, every nation, tribe, language can come unto God if they repent and turn to Christ Jesus as Savior and say, Lord, save me, change me. I want to follow your way, Lord. But the purpose of putting back under a pseudo-legal system is what? To exclude you that you may be zealous for them. Because what happens to the ones teaching it? Like the Pharisees with Jesus, they set themselves up as the intermediaries. They set themselves up as the leaders of this system, the pseudo-Levitical system, excluding the others and making the others have to long or turn and be zealous for them rather than being zealous for Christ. There's a danger of the traditions of men to make people zealous for the religious leaders to exclude the people rather than bringing them all onto Christ and making them zealous for him only. If you would like to write to us or you feel led of the Lord to help support our church's outreach, our address is Shir Jashub Christian Tabernacle, Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut 06405. And if you will be in the Madison, Connecticut area, Sheer Jashub Christian Tabernacle's Sunday service is at 10 a.m. in the upper room of the Memorial Town Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison. The exit off I-95 is exit 61. Please join us for our next broadcast of Sheer Jashub.